Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. St. Vincent de Paul, the founder of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, would always tell his fellow Vincentians, whatever you do, think not of yourself, but instead think of God. Now, this society of the Vincentians has done great work, especially for the poor around the world, and they've done it because of that attitude. Whatever you do, do not think of yourself, but think of God. Now, the scriptures for this weekend speak volumes about this attitude. In the first reading, here we have Elijah. He visits this poor widow and her son. Now, they're in Gentile territory, and this country that they're in is suffering from a severe drought. There's very little food, very little water. And yet, what's the first thing that Elijah asks of them? Please give me a drink of water. And oh, by the way, Give me some food to eat. Now, when we first hear this, we think, you know, this guy has got a lot of nerve. He sees that this woman and her son are very poor. He knows that the country is in severe drought and famine, and yet he demands food and water, something that they don't really have. Now, the woman tells Elijah their plight, that she and her son have very little food. In fact, the food that they do have She is preparing for their last meal. And after they have consumed this meal, they're going to die because there isn't any food or water anymore. This is how dire their situation is. And yet, Elijah tells them, don't be afraid. And then he demands that she make a cake for him. It appears that Elijah is incredibly indifferent to this woman's situation. It seems like he just doesn't care. Now, remember, this woman is a Gentile. Elijah is a Jew. In fact, he's a prophet. He's a very prominent Jew. Jews and Gentiles, for centuries on end, had a deep hostility towards each other, which included prejudice and hatred. Now, what does this woman do? Does she look at Elijah and say, out, immediately? No. Instead, she lives out that expression of St. Vincent de Paul, whatever you do, think nothing of yourself, but think of God. This woman does this precisely. She gives Elijah the very food that she was to give her son and herself. She performs a great act of stewardship and charity, and it's rewarded by God. That's why Elijah says, before he leaves her, he says, The jar of flour shall not go empty, nor the jug of oil run dry, until when the day of the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Essentially, this woman is now going to benefit from God's grace. She is going to receive food overwhelmingly from God, more than she even needs. 
she more or less will be saved by God. And yet, it wasn't able to happen until the widow gave away all that she had. And herein lies the great lesson for us all for this weekend. And it's a basic biblical theme. Your faith will grow by the very measure in which you give it away in service to God and others. You see this up and down sacred scripture. And yet, therein lies a paradox. If we want our faith to increase, then share it with others. If we want our life to be enriched, then live it out in service of others in this world. By the very measure in which we share our faith, we give our lives away in service to others, our faith and our life will increase, will grow. We will find purpose and meaning in life. And yet, what's the temptation? To cling to the little things that we have. What does the world tell us? If we love something, and if we have something that is precious to us, grasp it and hold on to it. It's too precious to share with others. But what does the Bible say? Just the opposite. If we want our life to grow, if we want our faith to be enriched, give it away. Give it away as a gift of service to God. And what does God do when we give ourselves away? Basically, he blesses us, he multiplies us, and he strengthens our faith and our lives such that our lives now have purpose and meaning. Our faith is enriched and it grows. And see, this is exactly what this widow has done with Elijah. She gave the little that she had away and now she receives life from God, life in abundance. Now, that's a great segue into the gospel. What's going on? In the beginning, it says, In the course of this teaching, Jesus said to the crowds, Beware of the scribes who like to go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of the widows as a pretext to recite lengthy prayers they'll receive a severe condemnation. Jesus is noticing these scribes. They wear these long, elaborate robes. They accept seats of honor. They love titles, all in the name of vanity. It's an attempt to call attention to themselves and their piety. Jesus here is criticizing their shameless self-promotion, using their piety not only to boast their egos, but to also profit by it. What are the scribes really doing here? They're clinging to the little things that they have. You know, wardrobes, titles, places of honor. You know, they cling to those things and they don't share them with others. Essentially what Jesus is doing here in the gospel, he's comparing and contrasting two different types of people. People that cling to the little things that they have in life and those people that give away their lives in service to God, that share their faith. And in doing so, they are blessed and their faith and their life is enriched because of it. Now, the second part of the story continues. It says, Jesus sat down opposite of the treasury and he observed how the crowd put money in the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums of money. A poor widow also came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Now, the treasury is located always in the temple. And when the people gave money to the treasury, it was always for the basic upkeep or the maintenance 
of the temple. It's kind of similar to the building and grounds envelopes that we may have in our parishes. Now notice the detail here. It says many rich people put in large sums of money. Begs the question, how would we know the amount of any person's donation unless we were looking over their shoulder? Well, there was one way. What we have to understand is that the receptacles that were used to collect the taxes were shaped in the form of trumpets. Yes, musical instrument trumpets, such that when people made a donation to the treasury, that money would drop into these receptacles. And the more money that you donated, the more noise that these coins would make as they made their way down to the bottom of this receptacle. It's kind of similar to the old mailboxes that we used to have. You would open the door, you would drop your envelope in, and you would listen to it hit the ground. Well, that's exactly what happened with these receptacles that were used to collect the treasury temple tax. Now, if a rich person contributed a large amount of money, a large amount of coins, that would make a great deal of noise as those coins clanged their way all the way down to the bottom. Therefore, everyone would know that this person contributed a large amount of money to the treasury temple tax. It was a great way of calling attention to yourself. And yet, just the opposite would hold true. In the case of this poor widow, if you essentially had just a few coins and you contributed those coins to the treasury temple tax, and those coins went down the receptacle, they would make very little noise. In fact, your contribution would go unnoticed by people. But one person does notice it. It's Jesus Christ, and that's what makes all the difference. Now, one other thing to note, this woman is a poor widow, It's important to understand in the ancient world, widows were the most vulnerable in all of society. In the ancient world, there were no social safety nets. There was no Medicare, Social Security, or corporate pensions. If a widow didn't have her family to care for her, or no visible means of support, she was in dire straits. Widows represented the most vulnerable in all of society. And yet, given her condition this poor widow still makes a contribution to the treasury. Notice now, Jesus sees this. and the next verse, it says, he calls his disciples to him, which means what? His disciples are not with him. They're dispersed throughout the temple. More to it, they don't see the actions of this woman. They don't witness it. And now Jesus calls the disciples And he wants to give them a powerful instruction, powerful teaching moment for them and for us. He says to them, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury, for they have contributed from their surplus wealth. But she, from her poverty, has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. This woman offered God her whole livelihood with a generous heart. Again, Your faith will grow by the very measure in which you share it and give it away in service to God in this world. Do you want your life to grow? Do you want your life to have meaning and purpose in life always? 
then give it away in service to God in this world? Do you want your faith to be enriched always? Do you want your faith to grow in a greater love and knowledge of Jesus Christ? Well, then share it with others in service with God. Again, that famous quote by St. Vincent de Paul, whatever you do, do not think of yourself, but think of God. See, that's exactly what these widows did. In the first reading, the widow gave all she had to Elijah. And what happened? God blessed her with an amount of food that allowed her to survive the drought and famine. She was able to live. In the gospel, the widow contributes all the money that she has. And Jesus Christ now glorifies her because of that. The same thing holds true with us. In many of our parishes, we have people that give themselves away, that share their faith for the benefit of others so that our parishes may grow and may be vibrant faith communities. They do it in many different ways. Catechists who volunteer their time and their talent to teach our children the faith. We have lectors and Eucharistic ministers, cantors, musicians, choirs, that all give their lives away so that we may have fitting worship. We have people that volunteer to bring communion to the sick and the shut-ins and nursing homes. Again, sharing their faith, giving their lives away for the benefit of those people. There are so many examples in which people in our parishes share their faith, give their lives away, and in doing so, their lives are enriched, their faith grows. I bet you if I asked any of those people, you know, why they do this, they would say, we get more out of it than we put into it. And see, therein lies the heart of the message for us this weekend. If you want your faith to grow, if you want your life to be enriched, if you want your life to have meaning and purpose, give it away. Give it away in service to God. Then our faith lives will be enriched. Then we will truly have life and life in abundance through Jesus Christ. And may the grace and the peace of Christ Rest upon you always.